Hello and welcome to a different kind of episode of the Super Fun Podcast. So, as you probably have noticed, we haven't done much with SFP as of late, and that is mostly due to just scheduling conflicts and stuff. We just weren't able to get it done, basically. There's supposed to be an episode last week, but I was just so worn out after seeing Infinity War, uh, not Infinity War, Endgame, uh, three times in a row, that I was just like, I needed a day. So, basically, we missed out ever since my birthday, ever since I turned 23. Uh, we haven't had an episode of SFP yet. So, early morning on May 3rd, I'm going to basically catch up on mostly the news uh, that I would have something to say on, since I'm the only one here. It's pretty early in the morning, late at night, however you want to look at it, and I would just rather get this done out of the way and go into the recording on Saturday and the episode that will go up on Sunday uh, this week, uh, nice and clean, Uh, not having to do a several hour podcast with a bunch of opinions and a bunch of voices. Let's just get one voice, one opinion get most of the news out of the way leave the news for this week that includes the sonic trailer you'll hear my thoughts on that later this week so let's let's not even do weeks let's just get right into the news off with Persona 5, uh, the Royal announcement. Uh, that dropped a bit earlier this week. Uh, just giving myself some music to listen to in the background while I go through this. Okay, P5, the Royal. So... Over the past while, I have been in discussion with other people uh mostly about persona 5 and i replayed the game not that long ago i've talked about this before and overall i'm cautiously optimistic for persona 5r mostly the fact of the matter is uh i think after reflecting a lot on the game uh, a couple years after it's come after Vanilla came out in 2017. Not only have I kind of mellowed on Persona 5, I kind of think its story is very weak. It's probably the weakest in the series from 3 onward. I haven't played 1 or 2 or Eternal Punishment, so I have no opinion on those two, on those three games. But in terms of Persona 5, Persona 4, and Persona 3. P5 story is rock bottom. I think it's actually pretty flawed. So what I hope for the most is not just overall gameplay features, overhaul on that. I want an overhaul on its story. I hope it's a very different story. I hope it's 
fixed up. I hope characters are written better. A lot of characters don't make a whole lot of sense. Like, uh, immediately after the Kamoshida dungeon, uh, like, like, and is... And is being goaded in after dealing with Kamoshida and all that stuff, all that awful stuff. It's like Ryuji's like, oh yeah, you went through such horrible stuff, and I'm so sorry for that. But you gotta get naked for uh, Yusuke so that we can get dirt on. Uh, uh, I forget the the artist's name. It's slipping my mind. Uh, but yeah, it, like that, that makes no sense. And I just hope that it's a better rating game than vanilla. I'm really hoping that they change some stuff up. Uh, as for what we actually see in the game, uh, the game won't come out until 2020 out in the West, barring any delays. I uh, will release on October 31st in Japan, so Halloween release, that's pretty neat. Uh, you get a whole new area in Tokyo where you can hang out with the gang, play pool, throw darts, among other things. Uh, and they also showed off your new party member, Katsumi, uh, who, well, I'm obviously glad she's not uh, uh, Marie, where she's just kind of this side confidant. Uh, that she is a actual character that you get to utilize in the game. She's a part of the Fem Thieves. Uh, I hope I wished that she was Fem C, obviously, uh, but you know, can't win them all. So I guess I'll take this over a Marie. Uh, but the big discussion has been uh, on Katsumi's. Uh, Phantom Thieve outfit, which not only looks rather similar to Joker, as they both wear all black and have red gloves. So, obviously, there's that connection. Uh, so, maybe they they were thinking they were going to make her like a fancy, but they, I guess they just couldn't feasibly do it. Which I'd rather them not do it if it would have overworked staff, of course. Uh, but overall, her outfit definitely the the main conversation has been on whether or not it's too sexualized. Uh, and Alice does have a notable history of sexualizing minors, which is not not cool that's not a thing i support not a big fan of that uh but on the other hand i do feel that there's been just a bit of an overreaction by some people uh 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 with redesigning her costume just to cover her up and stuff they're they're going with like i think i think overall in my opinion i think it's a all I think the outfit's fine, uh, even if it does look similar to Joker. Uh, overall, I just wish they added more colors to make it stand out a bit more. And they're going with the gymnastics theme, and those leotards are normally rather vibrant with their designs and their colors. It's just a it's just a black leotard, and it's a little bit plain. 
that's that's it. Uh, the heels are a bit of a, it's a little overdoing it. Those are going to be hard to do stuff in, don't you think? Uh, and yeah, that's overall my thoughts on P5. I, P5R at least. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I just I just hope it's a better game overall. Like Persona 5's gameplay is the best in the series has ever had. Bar none. It's it's no contest in that. I just hope the story is a lot better. And the characters are better. We get more actual characterization from the characters than just as soon as their arc is done, they're just kinda there. And it does look like they're adding extra stuff such as uh special takedowns, uh, uh, critical hits and stuff. Uh, kind of like how in P5 you could use the, the mopeds to, uh, cavalry attacks. Uh, but with, like, Morgana, they, they, they have some cool stuff going on there. Uh, the Air Persona thing that was announced was P5S, which many people were really hoping would be a Persona 5 main game release on Switch. That is not what we're getting. In fact, we are getting a Musou game uh, that is uh, being co-developed by uh, Tecmo Koei. Uh, which a lot of people were really upset by, but at the end of the day, Here's, here's the deal on that. Atlas never once announced anything about Persona 5 even coming to Switch. Yes, maybe you were led to believe that would happen because Joker's in Smash. And apparently Joker's great. I haven't gotten to play him yet, but I'll, I'll play him once I get Switch again. But at the end of the day... The Persona franchise, not SMT, Persona. All those games, I believe, have released on PlayStation consoles. I know three onward are all PlayStation, and I believe one, two, and Eternal Punishment are also were on PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. And Vita releases. I don't believe those games were released anywhere on any other console. So, it's just people hearing rumors and believing them as fact without any sort of hard confirmation on anything. So, I just... <laughs> you, you played yourself, guys. I don't know what to tell you. different let's let's move on to a game i'm hoping to play soon uh once i finally have a job and i can afford to play this game uh had in time releasing it uh they announced new dlc which is a uh cool 
uh, Japanese-style metro, where Hat Kid is forced to join the Yankuza, uh, cat-like mafia. There's a heavy cat theme and Japanese theme going on in this DLC, uh, called the uh, Nyankuza Metro. Uh, the big thing I always take away from a Hat in Time footage is that I get this late 90s, 2000s, <sighs> first party PlayStation vibe from it. Like, I, I could easily see Hat Kid hanging out with Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper, Spyro, Crash, just just all of them. Uh, I think Hat Kid would really fit in with, on if if, <laughs> if Hat in Time came out like 10, almost 20 years ago, uh, it, it would, I feel like that would be a, a first party PlayStation game. Uh, I just uh, really like the design of the metro itself with the giant tabby cats pulling the trains it's really cute and cool and just different uh one of the big things is hat kid's got a new weapon which is a bat uh an overall uh design change too she got a whole new costume well they got a whole new costume i don't know hat kid's gender looks like a little girl uh, and the idle animation where Hat Kid has the bat, uh, it looks really smug. Uh, they're just posting up, uh, with it. It's really funny. Uh, and also the, the big standout in the trailer, for me at least, is the music. The song they use for it. It's really, really nice. I really dig it. And uh, they also showed off stickers. Uh, those are really cute. Uh, in the photo mode, you can add stickers and all sorts of stuff. Like, put type in stuff. Uh, like a Snapchat. It's really fun. Uh, and they're uh, also adding a 50-person multiplayer uh, which kind of came out of left field. This is, doesn't seem like the kind of game that would have multiplayer, but they're, uh, Gears for Breakfast are really pulling out all the stops, so shout out to those guys. Uh, I believe it's getting dedicated servers, too, which is... Jesus. They, they must have made some real bank off a uh, hat in time. I, I believe this was also a Kickstarter game, so they're really, really providing its player base with a lot of stuff, and it's great to see these games, these independent crowdsourced games, uh, really follow through with the support. Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine could have uh, probably learned a thing or two from Gears for Breakfast. to the Capcom Home Arcade which is a big ol' Capcom logo uh, with all sorts of arcade with that is a two person two player arcade stick so you got so it's basically like an arcade cabinet without the monitor but as a giant Capcom logo with a with a four eight buttons and these are like high quality swar uh, swarma, swarma, 
uh, parts. So this is good, good quality. At least that's what Capcom is pushing. Uh, overall, I want this thing. This thing rocks. This thing looks really cool. Even if I just had it as like a, a mantle piece, that would be a cool thing to have. A lot of people were also talking about just straight up gutting this thing and turning it into a legitimate fighting game stick, which that would be really cool. Just see someone post up at a CPT and then it was like, hey man, you want to run sets? It's just this big ass fucking Capcom logo. You both have to play on it. You both have to play on it. That'd be great. You can set your buttons. Don't worry. Uh, but the games that it comes with uh, are the following. 1944, The Loop Master, Alien vs. Predator, Armored Warriors, Capcom Sports Club, Captain Commando, Cyberbots, Darkstalkers, Eco Fighters, Final Fight, Ghosts and Ghouls, Giga Wing, Mega Man The Power Battle, Pro Gear, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Strider, and Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. So I think that's a pretty good lineup of Capcom classics. Uh, that uh, yeah, that I think that thing is kind of worth buying. I believe it's two hundred euro right now. I don't know what the uh, American price is announced yet. So just have to wait and see on that. Quick one here, the uh, disc uh, discless Xbox One S was announced uh, by Microsoft as the Xbox One S All Digital Edition, aka the Xbox One Sad. Comes with a one terabyte drive and costs two fifty. So if you're looking for on the cheap and just looking to and you get all your games digitally, this might be something you might want to get. Uh, but for myself, I've stated this before, and I'll state it again. I probably wouldn't get this thing mainly because I like Microsoft's backwards compatibility, and I have a ton of 360 games I would like to play on Xbox One. So, if anything, I would just get a regular Xbox One S. Or splurge and get an X Xbox One X. news on Mortal Kombat 11 as that launched uh, in April uh, and the launch trailer used the old school MK uh, movie theme song it's a pretty rad trailer it also showed off MK11 on Switch which looks surprisingly solid uh, the, the big thing is the game runs at 60 FPS and that's kind of a feat uh, 
a lot of people were complaining that it looks worse than other versions and I don't know why you're complaining about that because it's a less powerful console so of course the models aren't going to look the game itself visually isn't going to look as good as the PC port or the Xbox or PlayStation port that like you're if you're asking for the Switch port to look like those games you're asking a lot but the fact that the game runs at 60 that's that's huge for like <laughs> there there's times when Breath of the Wild struggles to run at 30 you can see that game chug sometimes so the fact that NetherRealm managed to do that for the Switch port is pretty impressive uh but one of the big stories has been uh despite the game playing good the story being all right and overall just being a pretty good game uh it's currency and store and the crypts and all that have been pretty marred by a lot of people mainly because you earn so little and it's hard to acquire currency if you want to afford most of the stuff in the game. I believe I saw someone do an estimation. If you were to unlock everything by playing the game without buying any sort of boosters or currency packs, it would take you 3,000 hours just to earn everything. Straight. 3,000 hours of playing. That's without taking breaks. Or any sort of life interference. I believe that amounts to about four months of straight playing. That's insanity. For the amount of content the game has with the amount of characters and all that. And it's going to take that long for someone to play to earn everything. If that's what they're going for, that's ludicrous. So initially there was a lot of backlash towards that and Netherrealm uh, admitted that they thought the Tower of Time fights were uh, too high, stating that they've already put in a hot fix to reduce bosses' health because originally those Tower of, Tower of Time battles were almost impossible. They were fucking crazy apparently. Uh, developers are also currently working on a patch that will make unblockable modifiers such as missiles and other hazards blockable and less frequent, as well as increasing currency rewards, though no amounts were specified. Uh, yeah, the big thing is it's they have a ton of different kinds of currency. And they're all not easy to acquire. Uh, so it almost drives you to buy currency packs or whatever's available. Like, spend money. More money on the game that you already spent a lot of money on. Uh, so regarding the in-game store, it was stated that there was nothing available in the store to speed up the grind process... And there never will be. Only cosmetic items. 
Uh, finally, it was announced that every MK player will receive a free currency pack containing 500,000 coins, 500 hearts, 1,000 soul fragments, and 1,000 time crystals. Uh, assuming everything uh, arrives in t- alongside the Tower of Time patch, uh, which will arrive this week. Well, it's already arrived by now. Uh, or Yeah. So, I'd suggest maybe don't spend all that. Just, yeah, wait for some more changes. Uh, But a story that kind of has been popping up since the launch of MK was the fact that uh, NetherRealm Studios has apparently been working uh, its employees up to 70 hours. uh, And temp workers were were, uh, especially on the receiving end of some really really shitty uh, workplace mismanagement. Uh, A lot of them uh, choosing to remain anonymous uh, were shoved into a windowless room that was like a renovated garage uh, filled to the brim with people being paid 12 bucks an hour uh, for hours and hours due to crunch. Again, crunch strikes again. We're talking about this all over again. Uh, Many of these people were college students looking to break into the industry, and NRS simply abused them during crunch. Like, this is abuse. Plain and simple. It's just simply another case of a AAA developer and publisher working the teams to the bone and and something's got to give. For love of God, people, unionize. Unionize, and this stuff will hopefully become less and less to the point that we don't hear about it anymore because it's not happening. PlayStation 5 has more or less been like soft confirmed. It's there. There's not a ton of news out there. Basically, there's a bunch of talk about what the heart, what's under the hood, the hardware specs. I'm not going to bore you with that. Uh, straight from the architect of the PS5, Mark Kearney confirmed that the system will not be coming out in 2019, nor within the next 12 months. Earliest, I would say. Q4 2020, around October, November, right around the Christmas shopping season. Makes the most sense. It will be able to run games at 4K and probably 8K too as well. Uh, Wired points out that there's a smile on the face of Kearney uh, after he was asked about Death Stranding. All but confirms uh, it as a PS4, PS5 cross-generational release, a la Breath of the Wild, a la Twilight Princess. Yeah, a lot of games probably uh, 
Final Fantasy VII remake when that eventually comes out, if that comes out, would also be in one of these cross generational games. You get it on PS4, you can get it on PS5. Same same deal as we got when we entered the PS4 P, uh, Xbox One age. Uh, yeah, and it the PS5 will be backwards compatible with your PlayStation 4 games, so you don't have to rebuy a lot of games uh, just for your new console. So that's nice. Uh, we're entering a new console age. It's about time. About that time. Get ready. Someone threw a crab at Hungrybox at a Smash tourney. Uh, so basically at the tourney, uh, I believe it's called the Pound, uh, the Pound 2019, uh, Hungrybox beat Mango after a loser's bracket rung. Uh, I brought Mango, came all the way back from losers to win it all. Like he went into losers early and won it all through it. And after he won the match, someone threw a dead crab at him. Like, just fucking threw it up and almost hit him in the head, but it landed just a little bit behind him. Uh, And he was obviously not happy about that. He uh, was pretty frustrated with the audience. Like, he started yelling at the audience who did that. Like, kind of obviously, people kind of wants to know who the fuck threw a crab at him uh the pound organizers say they figured out the identity of the culprit there was actually a reverse angle of the shot i saw later on that actually got the guy's face perfectly like you can see the shot and everything threw it up like a like uh curry throws up a three except he missed so yeah, they figured out the identity of the culprit, and he's been permanently banned from future events. Uh, they're also telling other tournaments as a warning, hoping they'll take similar actions. Uh, they did not release his name, uh, as we're probably not entitled for that information. Uh, shortly after posting of the article, it was brought up to Destructoid uh, that the crab has become a symbol of the notion that Melee is dying, in quotations. Uh, after the game was excluded from Evo 2019. Essentially, the crab throwing was meant to signify that Hungrybox's long tournament win streak is killing Melee. All I gotta say is, good riddance. Get that fucking shit out of here, son.
former Obsidian writer uh, Chris Avalon was uh, at the Reboot Development Develop Conference. And he stated he was asked about uh, if he would ever work with Obsidian again as a freelancer. And he stated that he wouldn't work with Obsidian for various reasons, mostly due to upper management. Uh, uh, I personally believe that Avalon probably prefers working as a freelance writer right now as he's working on various different projects. He's working on the new Star Wars Jedi game. He's, he's working on Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. I mean, he his career is a lot more open. He gets to do a lot more different things. He's not tied down to one company. Though he says, uh, I don't bear them any ill will. I just... Uh, it's just that I don't think that their management style is healthy. However, the development developers who left Obsidian, I still work with them... And they're the ones that, uh, and the ones that are there, I definitely would work, uh, again, because they are hardworking, they are a hardworking bunch. Uh, Avalon was asked about his feelings on The Outer Worlds and its publisher's decision, uh, to release exclusively on the Epic Game Store for PC. I know for a fact that there are those developers on The Outer Worlds, uh, oh, sorry. I know for a fact that those developers on The Outer Worlds love that game. So, when Epic Epic News came out, uh, it's a management issue that is now ruining the perception of the product, which is otherwise great. So, that just sucks. So, yeah, uh, I'll, if you want to check out more of Avalon's thoughts on Obsidian, you can check it out in the link uh, provided in the description of the episode. Taki character for Judgment, uh, the game being made by Yuzu developers, uh, Ryuga Goto, Gotoku Studio. Uh, so they recently showed off a new look for Judgment character Kyohei uh, Hamura. Uh, originally played by Pierre Taki, Hamura went under underwent a redesign after the actor was arrested for alleged cocaine use. Uh, Sega made the decision to pull the game from the Japanese store shelves, uh, a choice which left the Western release in question. Though it doesn't seem like it's going to affect it that much anymore, as the trailer they showed off was an English trailer. Uh, so, it seems like they kind of finished that redesign up a lickety split. Uh, so they, it may just be, uh, they're working on a, uh, new Japanese voice actor, basically. Uh, the redesign itself isn't even that dramatic. 
but it is just a just a little bit noticeable and so it gives off that menacing vibe you would expect from a uh, Japanese gangster basically so it's uh it's something there's also uh, there's also some dude uh, report on Twitter that he got dumped with uh, nine Ken Amiibos. Like he all came in a one box uh, when he ordered Ken a Ken Amiibo from Amazon Japan or something. And I believe that person's been giving them away now. So I guess that's pretty. That that's kind of a funny little side story. the announcement of Cytus Alpha. So, Cytus is a rhythm game that was originally released for iOS and Android way back in the day. Uh, it was a game I played a bunch in high school. I was told about it from Bum. And I played a bunch of it. So, it's kind of cool seeing the game years later and it's coming to the Switch. Uh, it's getting a physical release uh, this month in May, uh, the game's out right now. If you want, if you're into rhythm games, uh, it's a pretty cool game. Uh, it comes with online versus story mode, over 200 songs, and a lot of good art. So, I think it's a it's a game worth your time. And once I get a Switch again, I'll probably pick it up and play a bunch of Sidus again. So, looking forward to that. And that does it for this mini-episode of uh, SFP. I got this done a lot faster than I thought. Only took me about 30 30 minutes. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, little little thing. Don't expect these often. These will only happen if we have a lot of time in between episodes, official episodes. So I leave you to the rest of your day. So thank you and good night.